the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The summer of 2020 COVID-19. That going to define us kind of well. <laughs> Feels like it. Years more than halfway over. Whether or not you have a job, the year's halfway over. Whether or not you are dealing with COVID intelligently or silly, I don't know. But if you work from age 20 to 60 and you're in that age range, you just lost half a year of work. Did you pay your mortgage? Did you pay your rent? Did you save money? Did you pay down your credit cards from Christmas? Did you fund your 401k? I have. Um... I know I'm lucky. I know I'm privileged. I know I worked really hard in my 20s. And I know that I got overly compensated as life went on. But what I lost in my 20s, you probably had. Like a girlfriend that turned into a wife and kids. I was like, nope, that didn't happen for me. Um, like memorable points in your life that other 20-year-olds have, like going to great weddings and having fun. And no, I didn't have that either. But we all make sacrifices. What's your sacrifice going to be? Do you have enough in your retirement account? Do you feel good about it? Uh, Year's halfway over. I was talking with CFP Chad Burton, and he loves podcasts. He's he's all in a pot. His podcast is good. You should check it out. Newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. He, he judges himself on like a comparison to other podcasts. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. You're, you're a great CFP. You're not a great entertainer. Be good with being a great CFP. Do well as an entertainer, but be great as a CFP. That's what people, you know, content wins. But um, years halfway over. And where are you at as far as funding your retirement? How about some other things? Um, let's say you're not funding your retirement. Like, screw you, Rob. It's end of the year. Um, so I was going to tell you, Chad's at the end of the year. And he's like, I'm going to revamp my web podcast page. Let me, let me take a look at it kind of thing. And we kind of worked through some issues and it, the podcast page is better. So go check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a replay of a webinar that we did from last Thursday. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. But let's say you're not maxing out your 401k. Let's say times are tough. Um, you've exhausted your emergency savings. That's something that scares me. America doesn't have a lot of emergency um, savings. We just don't. We're not a, a nation that likes to have cash on the side. Some smart people do. Some wise people do. Some wealthy people do. Depending on your situation, there's two options. If you run through your emergency savings during COVID 2020, summer of love, whatever we're in. What do you do if you run out of your retirement, uh, not your retirement money, but you're not saving for retirement and your emergency money is kind of getting tapped now? The government says, yeah, we're going to cut that stimulus down because 
we just don't have enough political momentum to get it through. So the first two rounds of stimulus were probably the most glorious that we'll ever see. Like Will Ferrell would be like, it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful stimulus I've ever seen. It's beautiful. Next couple rounds are going to have a little less action on them. So you've run through your emergency fund. You're not funding your 401k. That's a problem. You have two major strikes for 2020. Now, some people will do jump from the frying pan into the fire, which for the record, probably my best accomplishment this summer. Um, I've got a cast iron skillet and I've really learned to perfect searing on a skillet. I know you're saying, Ooh, can we come over? Maybe, maybe post COVID. Um, but I don't think there's any better way to do steak. If you're going to spend $30 on a ribeye, you see steaks are 30 bucks now for the higher quality cuts. Best part about getting older is you start losing your taste buds. And you no longer need the flair of the ribeye. You're like, hamburger tastes just as good. <coughs> I'm about to vomit. I just said that out loud. <coughs> but yeah, it's true. It's one area where you deflate your cost in retirement. You eat less and lower quality. Most people, not all people. So, okay, you've tapped your emergency savings. The government's going to give you less. You're not saving in your 401k. Do you hit up your 401k, which... Typically has about a hundred thousand, maybe as little as sixty, maybe you're as high as two hundred. Do you tap that now to make ends meet, or do you steal bread? I know you're saying, what's that a reference to? I don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence. I know you're saying, temple of the dog. That's not pool, Rob. Yes. You will never, but, ever, ever have a career in singing. You know what I loved about him on American Idol, Simon Cowell, was at one point in time, the new season was coming up and they got that little straight up now, I'll tell you, for love me forever cheerleader person. And all three of the guests, Randy, she and Simon, went to Howard Stern to promote this new season. And they brought in a professional singer. Um from Nickelback guy who has like 20 gold records and they did a blind audition. All of them said, no, no dog. You don't got it. Dog. No, I'm not really feeling you. And he comes out with 20 gold records. It's like, that's our media. We don't know anything. Okay. So you've run out of your emergency money. You now are starting to get hungry. You're going to steal bread from the mouths of decadence. That has to take us to break. Otherwise I quit. And it's going to be like on one song list that we can't play. And I just backed myself into a corner. Never back yourself to a corner because that's when you do stuff you don't want to do. My mom always taught me that. Every major world war was because a country backed themselves in a corner and promised to defend someone that they shouldn't have promised to defend. Anyhow, I digress. That's your history lesson of the day. So what do you do? Do you do a home equity loan? Do you do a reverse mortgage? Do you tap your retirement? It's a good question. I would not tap the retirement. Again, rock, scissors, paper. I think your retirement funds have to not be played as an option. No way. Uh Uh-uh, not going to happen until you retire. 
Because when you retire, you're not going to be able to go back and say, well, I hope I can work 10 more years to make up for that COVID time. Ultimately, what I'm getting at is retirement's going to look different. And CFP Chad Burton and I talked a little bit about that last week on the webinar. And I think you should take a look at it. What do you tap? I have a home equity line of credit. And for me, a home equity line of credit is if I ever need $250,000, I have it for the next eight and a half years. And that could be for college funding. That could be for a roof. And probably before I quit and retire, I'll probably extend it for another 10 years so that I have extra emergency money on tap in retirement if I needed it. Every financial situation is different. So this is not investment advice for you. But uh, I am not necessarily about tapping retirement funds as a first option. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at New Focus Financial. Get that webinar at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Time is a funny thing. One of the focuses on the show is to say that you basically got from age 20 to 60 to earn money. And then I turn the page and chapter two is you have to live off your money from 60 to 100. I can do some sub chapters in there about earning money in your 20s. Super important. I'm, I'm good with it. Um, there's also some other lessons, though, that you're going to have to learn in your 20s, in my opinion. So it, time is it's good to have on your side when it comes to money. So that you can start making some of those mistakes, hopefully, when you're younger. So hopefully they don't haunt you forever and ever. Uh, making mistakes is a good thing. It's going to be something I encourage my kids to do. It's one of my favorite phrases of life. Sometimes you take a pie in the face. Sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So I'm okay with you making some mistakes in your 20s. Because I also want you to live some life in your 20s. But you got to have 10000 to $40,000 saved by the time you turn 30. Otherwise, you're going to start looking further and further behind for retirement. And if there's something like COVID that shuts down a whole year of your work or half a year of your work or your emergency savings, time is... You got plenty of it in your 20s and 30s. You don't got much of it left in your 50s and 60s as far as earning. Three ways to make money. You can earn it. You can invest it or you can save it, right? Um, that's how money plays with me. Those three ways. Sometimes I still like saving money. I'm not frivolous. I'd like to earn a little bit more money. So recently I've sold uh, a small percentage of my Apple. And part of my plan is to pay the taxes. Because the government gives you a, a low interest loan until you pay your taxes at roughly 3%. Yeah, I got the money. I could pay it. So instead of waiting for next year's taxes, and part of that money is going into more income to replace the income that Apple stock used to give me and my family. It's now being redirected into another lower tax basis play that may have a more consistent income. Although Apple had nice income. I didn't sell it all. I still have a large position. 
but I like disclosing with you what I'm doing. Oh, and it should be noted that Apple options, if you have a large position in a stock, you can do some strategies to kind of maximize your gains. And you can start selling options on them. And they expire today at 370. Guess where the stock is right now? Last week it was at 400. Right now the stock is at 370 and 46 cents. Something tells me it's going to close at 369. And if you tried to sell the shares, you got the income, but you're going to keep the shares potentially. It's, I don't talk options on air because of that exact reason. A, everyone's tax situations are different. But B, it doesn't always play out like that. And C, options are really only, in my opinion, good for protecting wealth and generating income, not for creating wealth. It's a very tough thing to explain. Um, and it's a very tough concept to get across. I still fight with a simple concept, and he's not here today. Uh, my morning producer, Monday to Thursday, he thinks a $4 stock is cheaper than a $100 stock. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. If you have 100 shares at $4, if you have four shares at $100, they're the same size company. And both of them could double or triple or quadruple or go to zero the same way. But in his head, one looks cheaper. And he's wrong. But now I digress. Most Americans are not ready to go to a sports event. Southwest says it's going to take five to ten years for business travel to recover. Now, eh, do we think the CEO of Southwest is smoking pot? Do we think he's high? Do we think he's drunk? Do we think he's been in a car crash and bumped his head? For anyone who's been in a car crash and bumped their head, for anyone who's smoked pot, for anyone who's been drunk, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying, I think we think Gary Kelly from Southwest is pretty reasonable. Now, who are the whales? Who are the, the cash cows of the sea in the airline industry? It's business travelers. Now, I'll admit, Southwest isn't exactly the business class flyers luxury airline. Uh, they don't exactly have like the, the fastest space rockets to get us around where like I'm, a, I'm an executive. I have to use that for business travel. They don't. Um, but when he says it's going to take five to ten years for businesses to recover, uh, let's say three. Even though he's saying five. Let's say three to seven or let's say let's make the worst case scenario instead of ten. Let's make it five and make the best case scenario instead of five to ten. Let's make the five down to three. So it's, let's say three to five. That's a long time. I heard a congressman yesterday say. I'm a great safe mom, and I think airlines should give away that free middle seat. He's talking about the, the senator was basically saying airlines shouldn't sell a middle seat. That's not the problem, dude. And you're trying to fix something wrong. And trying to tell an airline you can't sell the middle seat? Well, how about this? You can't work in the months of June, July, or August, so you only get 75% of your salary. You're like, screw you, dude. I can work June, July, and August. It's it's weird when our Congress and our government's telling companies what they can and can't do after the fact. For years, they could build planes with middle seats. For years, they could sell the middle seat. For years, they brought competition with their competitors and probably lower prices. But now, because we see some pseudoscience, <laughs> I'm going to call it the Joe Rogan pseudoscience show. Uh, now that we're seeing pseudoscience come out, how would you feel with like that's where you get kind of weird on some of this tesla's down 64 bucks today that's down 4.3 percent 
Yesterday, all-time high. Or not yesterday, but the day before. At an all-time high. Um, are you upset that it's down 4%? Or is it a buying opportunity? I don't have an answer for you. I'm just here doing the show. Intel's having a bad day. NVIDIA's having a good day. What's bad for one company is actually good for the other company in this case, and AMD as well. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Free webinar at newfocusfinancial.com. It's our webinar from Thursday, but you have to go to newfocusfinancial.com and sign up for it. It's going to expire in about 10 days, so do it today. Do it this weekend, newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Um, do you remember t-shirts from your childhood? And I'm hoping everyone's somewhere between 30 and 55. Do you remember the t-shirts that would be like a three quarter arm baseball shirts and you'd go to the beach and you may be in Malibu or you may be in ocean city or you may be in Miami and you'd get the t-shirt during summer break. That's something like summer of 86 Miami and it was like airbrushed on I can't be the only one don't leave me hanging here people I can't be the only one uh, who had these I think they were kind of maybe based off the summer of love and like the hippie movement kind of thing um, it's funny because uh, when I said summer of love I instantly flashed in my head of Trump mocking the Seattle's mayor for his summer of love comment I was talking with CFP Chad Burton yesterday about what's going on in Portland. My brain is is full right now. It, I'm full 100% rocking the stock market and the economy. I'm owning it. I've done so well that I'm like, I'm not going to focus on Portland. It's a city that if it goes away, I'm okay with. If Trump drops a nuclear bomb, I don't need to know anything about it. Because I got the stock market, I got the economy, I got COVID, I got getting you to retirement, I've got inflation, I got gold, I got a lot on my plate. So anyway, you're going to get a COVID summer of 2020 shirt. I'm going to do it. It's going to have like Olivia Newton-John from her physical video where she's got Sweet. that neck is arched up and it's a side profile and it, she's got a bandana and she's got it's it's got a lot of flaming pink coming out of it. But I'm going to get a summer of COVID 2020 shirt. And people are going to go, I like your shirt. I may even make money selling it. It's going to be so popular. You're going to get through this is what I'm trying to get to. Um, it, it stinks. This is a lot worse than anyone. Well, no, no, I'm not going to speak on that. This is worse than I thought. I try not to say stupid things on radio. I've got a friend who says a lot of stupid things on radio. It happens. Um, but I try not to get involved in like being a scientist when I'm not. And um, long story short, this has been you're going to get through this. Now, Fauci is starting. I don't know what's going on and I don't know what's going on with the CDC. Just a head scratcher. The CDC said, this kid should go back to school. I'm like, wait, wait, didn't the president just say he's canceling his convention? A dude that loves to be praised and clapped at is canceling. Like, it's too unsafe to be praised. But we can send our kids. There's a lot going on in my head. So my song of the summer to go with my T-shirt of the summer 
and I'm somehow going to have to make a living to John in her physical video sweating, look like she's dying of COVID. Maybe I could put a, maybe I can intubate her or something like that. Have fun people. But the summer song isn't Greece. It's not the year, the one that I want. No, 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 no. It's not Grease Lightning. No, 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 no. That would go back to the summer of 1977. This year's sum- song of summer, and I'm going to ask my producer, Mike, he does the shows on Fridays with me right now, and I love it. 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 Is Camp, C-A-A-M-P, by and by. Um, and I throw that out there because I throw a little value add in. If I'm not going to give you medical advice like Dr. Fauci, then I'm certainly going to give you, or Joe Rogan. <laughs> Um, Verizon beats their earnings expectations as the lockdown boosts the phone. Okay, so what have we been doing more? I have looked at my phone a lot more. My screen time, if I were to look at my screen hours, I've, I think they've gone up. So I get it. Um, Apple is going to be coming out with the smallest form factor phone this year. It just kind of dropped yesterday that they've got a fourth phone. Um, I'm testing their new software and I got a new update today. The first round, they're stealing features from Google. I'll be honest with you. They're, 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 I'm liking it, but I'm like, oh, I think Google's already done this. Oh, yeah. They're making your apps a lot easier to use. So if you have like 10 screen of apps, they're trying to make it more smart for you. And the home screen's got a great redo design, but I digress. You'll learn more about that in about two months. New home sales rose 13.8% during the recovery bump in June. So my last story about Verizon says we're using phones more. I think we know they're not going to go away for a while. But don't count on it forever. So I remember when Apple introduced the phone, my cell phone at the time was huge. It was the size of a shoebox. And now you're seeing Apple come out with the smallest form factor ever without a bezel. Um, And I'm not praising Apple. I'm just saying uh, there's certain things we're going to spend money on and there's certain things that we may not. I've spent more on groceries. I've spent less on restaurants, right? As an investor, that means a lot to you. When's the best time to buy something? When it's up or when it's down? If to cut out risk, you do it when it's down. When it's up, you're getting in momentum and you're in the story while it's hot and fresh. There's no right answer. There's only compromises. If you get in on the high, you're probably buying when things are feeling good. When you get in the low, psychologically, you're like, uh-oh, what if things go worse? Have you done this in the last 120 days? I got a sore throat. I wonder if I'm starting to get COVID. <laughs> I've heard more than I've heard from more than one of my friends. New home sales rose 13.8% during the recovery bump in June. Guess what else we started doing um, in the last 120 days? We're willing to buy homes sight unseen. Ain't that something? Is that good news or bad news for the realtor? I'm gonna cheat and give you my answer. Bad news. Now, yes, we will get back to some normalcy at some point, and people will go, hi, I, you're the, my realtor. You're really good looking, and you got a nice car. I should trust a million-dollar purchase with you because we reward good-looking people with nice cars. But some of the technology that's going on, if I were a young man, if I was 25 years old right now, I'd be like, that real estate industry is ready to be disrupted. If people are willing to do it from home when they had to, maybe they're willing to do it at home in the future. I can honestly tell you, the only reason I got my home was because of a realtor. She was aggressive and she outmaneuvered the, how shall we say, plebeians. 
because I need a zillion dollars to retire. It just went up again. Intel considers not making chips. What is the world is going on when I'm saying you can dip your chip in my dip chip? I have a friend named Chip, and he always brings over chips, and I always have dip. He's got chips. I got dip. So I say, Chip, you can dip your chips in my dip chip. Chip, you can dip your chips in my dip chip. Um, I know you're saying you're about to get kicked off air if you do that one more time. Probably true. But Intel's considering Intel's considering not making chips. Like the world has enough. And AMD's making them better than they are. That's not supposed to happen. That's not exactly how it's supposed to work. Intel's supposed to be the gorilla. Last week, Intel got a little bit embarrassed as GPU maker NVIDIA has got a bigger market cap. This week, they're getting embarrassed as um, they fumbled. They have fumbled a new tech transition where AMD got it kind of right. Now, again, I don't know about multi-threads. I don't know. The nerds out there are spitting all over their car windshields right now going, (laughs) AMD's always had better hyper-threading, faster speeds on fewer cores, and Intel just adds more cores, but they're not really multiplying. Like, I get it. I get it. Okay. Back off, big guy. Outsourcing is the norm in the $400 billion industry. Intel's thinking about not making their own chips. Wow. Now, if you are a company like Intel, you, you say, well, if we send this new Xeon processor out to Asia to be made, someone will buy the, all the equipment. Someone will buy all the silicone and the sand and the the rubber and the glue, and they'll make these semiconductors for us. But they're going to charge us $20 on a $100 chip, and we're going to sell it for $100. So we just lost $20 of the profit or potential profit. If we made it ourselves, how, how much could we – there's some efficiencies in letting other people make it. So when you design the chip and you turn it over to someone to make it, there's two different businesses. There's the semiconductor and there's semiconductor equipment. And then there's the semiconductor manufacturing Semiconductor manufacturing has to have semiconductor equipment, but many people make semiconductors down. They can come up and design a great chip and say, ah, let's turn this over to other people to make. Intel's best technology right now is 10 nanometers, and AMD is already on to 7 nanometers. And If that were the size of a hair, it would be a, a hair that you could barely see. <laughs> like It's okay. We get it. It's small. You don't got to talk down to me. I'm not that stupid. Um, so Intel's backup plan right now is who's going to make their chips and do they want to do it themselves? They want to get out of the business of manufacturing and or not. Um, there's a lot going on there. If your business is making semiconductors, you better have the best damn equipment if you're making them for someone else, because if they can make it for themselves. So Intel's basically saying, we don't have the best right now. And it appears AMD has, eh, read into that as you will. Intel used to be a lot more important when you heard that commercial that, that, that Mike just played. Because do, 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 do. Every time we heard that on TV during the Super Bowl, it might have been a Dell commercial, but Dell would say, Intel inside, and go, do, 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 do. When they lost that, and it, to me right now, Intel is, eh, maybe my computer won't catch on fire. That's all it means now. Like AMD might, but I'm not looking at performance anymore. So it's become a commodity, in my opinion. Little camp by and by. This is my song of the summer. Enjoy. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is Arcade Fire. 
another one of the things Canada does better than us. Pop bands. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please send the hate mail to Gary Radnich. Take <laughs> off, you hosers. I remember when this song came out, I, I kind of fell in love with Arctic Fire because materialism and this song is called everything now like, like i got everything now it's it's really saying this is just silly to live. um and they do like a lot of haiti relief and they're, they're canadian conscious people which i'm not knocking good conscious people but oh, where does it go where does it go everything now in materialism oh this was an interesting band too arcade fire with they didn't want to sign a record deal they just didn't want to do it they didn't want to work for the man so what they did was their first album made proceeds. They bought equipment for their second album. And then their second album made proceeds. And they already had equipment. They recorded on that. And now they basically are a studio. Good for them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. I've mentioned a little bit during the show this morning that CFP, Chad Burton, and myself did a webinar about 10, day, uh, 10 days ago. Last Thursday? Six, seven, eight days ago? And it took a couple days to compile it and get it ready for the internet. And now it's on the internet and you can listen to it this weekend. It's going to be available for 10 days. It tends to age very poorly. So if you want to talk about where we were in COVID on last week, what retirement looks like now, that could all be very, very different by the time, say, a month, two months, three months down the road. So financial education is something that you always want to brush up on personally. You don't want to get to a point where you're like, yeah. I got this all figured out, in my opinion. A lot of losers stay on Wall Street. A lot of red. Now, yesterday when we were talking, there was a lot of red. But, like, maybe the Russell was doing well. So you're like, ah, it's shifting now. It's shifting from, like, big tech into small cap. Or you can find a sector that was, like, working, and you're like, oh, I get what's going on. Today it's just a lot of red. Um, And the things that are working, gold, silver, 10-year treasury sits at 58 basis points. I haven't talked a lot about the 10-year treasury in a while. I'm actually okay with that. I feel like I overdid it there for a while. Um, But this is signaling stress. This is not signaling happiness. Tesla's down 76 buckaroos today, down 5%. I feel bad for the people who bought it yesterday because they're like, what do I do now? What if it goes to zero? Anytime a stock or a stock market's down 5%, your head's going to kick in and go, danger, danger, could go to zero, and you need to kill that. Very few stocks go to zero that are legitimate businesses that don't have fraud. Stock markets don't go to zero that are based on legitimate businesses that don't have fraud. Now, you can get a dictator of, let me make up a country, Uzbekistan. You can be a dictator there and have your own stock market and you could collapse it to zero, but eh, you're not going to see it too often in your lifetime. I know you're saying, my uncle was a, a copper miner in Chile and the stock market there went to zero. I know you're saying that's a good Chilean miner impression. Whatever happened to Chilean miners? Did we ever see that movie? Did they eat each other? Did they get out alive? I need to know the ending. I know you're saying Chilean miners. Was that 15 years ago? I think it might have been. So what's interesting about that is like how time flies, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It was nine years ago. Ten years ago. A little bit longer. It feels longer, right? Uh, TikTok. 
is going after Google and Facebook, uh, Facebook to steal employees. Not steal employees, but to uh, change their global workforce. And yet Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State for the United States, is saying, you know, we may have to shut that guy down. And TikTok's like, we're hiring Americans, we're hiring Americans, we're hiring Americans. They have 1,400 Americans already here, and they're going to try to hire 10,000 more because there's a thing going on. And it didn't get better last night. It should be mentioned, and I haven't mentioned this today. I'm sorry. China's ordered the U.S. to close the consulate in Chengdu. United States did the same thing to China earlier this week by saying you have to close your consulate in Houston. Now, that's not as bad as saying you got to close your you know, embassy in Beijing or Washington, D.C., but we're getting there. FDI expands hand sanitizer recall to at least 75 brands across the United States. Um, instead of doing a recall, let's just let Darwin figure that one out. I know you're saying, did he just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Wash your hands and hand sanitize. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's a tech CEO gathering that's expected to happen in Washington, D.C. for hearings. And it looks like it's going to be delayed. Uh, is it being delayed because of COVID? Not quite. But CEOs from Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google are meant to do a song and dance, seltzer in the pants routine for Congress on Monday. In large part, it's an election year. People are upset. Who do you go after? You go after big companies, especially companies that are hitting all-time highs, like Amazon, Apple, and Facebook, and Google. Um, so you get them in front of Congress, and it goes something like this. I am the great senator from Montana. Mark Zuckerberg, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The senator out of Texas is like, Tim Cook, how dare you? How dare you? And they make little sound bites for their reelection campaigns. That's not going to happen on Monday. That's a little bit of good news for the tech companies, but you know that kind of bad press headlines coming. Probably not enough to be create a buying opportunity, but I'm just throwing it out there. This is a, a interesting market to say the least. Hey, get a copy of the webinar that we did last week by going to newfocusfinancial.com this weekend. Sign up for it. It's going to be available for 10 days. Go to newfocusfinancial.com.